This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello again and welcome to Crime and Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend, Ben Rupel. You had that uh, that 7-Up opening situation timed perfectly, I think. I practiced you're, you're a lot. Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait. Practice so much on this, you'll never know. Every other Wednesday, I'll open a quote-unquote 7-Up, not a sponsor, to start off a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures into law-breaking. If you like that sort of thing, check us out, share with a friend, admit to the world that Wyoming doesn't exist, and join us on the dark side. Crimeandmusic.com for everything else crime and music. Go there, check us out, get old episodes, see what's coming up, and maybe leave a speak pipe. That's our voice message system. You can actually talk directly to us, and uh, we can hear what you want to say. I know. I, I thought that would be more popular, but I guess people don't want to do that. Leave oh, voice more messages? People do, yeah, I think it's fun. We'll get there. Do we I, ha- do we got one? I might have got a message yesterday. Oh, okay. All so, right. I'm excited. It, right. It's good and ex- it's exciting. Much like the topic of today's show, it's exciting. Uh, it's it's a little different today, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and do the best we can with this one. I, I think I might have a premonition what this <laughs> one is. I don't wanna I don't wanna mislead our audience. Usually Brian doesn't really tell me who who our guest is, but uh, I think today he kind of did. Or through a series of events, I know what it is. I feel like since what it is. you picked this, I think <laughs> you might know what it is. Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. So, all right, let's start it off. Every time we do so this. So we, we can still do guest the guest. Oh, we're going to do guest yeah. the guest. And there's, yeah, I'm, there's I'm play along. Short, the, there's a freebie. <laughs> there, you know, <laughs> nicknames and everything. A freebie for me. All right, I'll take it. You're fine. All right. I'm not above pity. <laughs> all right, guest the guest, everybody. Here we go. Okay, this one is uh, not a person or a band. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a guest. It's not even a guest. It's uh, it's an event. An event, yes. An event. That's my first hit for you. It's an event. It's an event. You're gonna play this out, aren't you? No, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say words. Um, Okay. So it was a while ago. I heard about this event, and I approached Brian on it, and I said, Hey, you know, we've always done a guest. We've always had a person as our focus there's no reason we can't do something else i know these are good these too are so good uh not to get off a tangent but so in michigan where we have a lot of great breweries Number we one. can say we can say all these words right we can as long as yeah. we say they are not sponsors not spot not sponsors so not founders advertisement founders yeah, founders brewery. one of the best breweries in the country located where grand rapids grand rapids michigan. yeah their main main is in grand rapids founders yeah, and they got a lot of nice IPAs, a few stouts that are second to none in the world. Yeah, like a minute. Yeah. Oh, oh, guess the guess. Oh, this is all part of it. So, okay. So anyway. Uh, anyway, and so they just came out with this seasonal brew. It's called Green Zebra. Awesome. And they're like drinking. It, it reminds me of like Mountain Dew and oh. wine coolers all mixed together. It's so good. And I'm a man, so I can drink. All right. I luckily, don't you know this. Right, there was the a lot of drinking at the event we're going to go over today. Yeah, Lots it, of drinking it, of beer. I saw, I heard, I read about this thing. A lot of crime was involved. Interesting crime. <laughs> a lot of crazy crime. stuff. It's gets pretty odd, guys. And it was a concert. Yes. It was like a, 
after Woodstock wannabe sort of thing. The Woodstock of the West. We'll get there. Yes, that should give it away for anybody who knows this. All right, I'm just going to tell everybody. We're talking today about the Ultimate Free Concert. Yeah, Altamont Free Concert. Not the Ultimate Free Concert, the Altamont Free Concert. Name of the city, correct? Speedway. Speedway? Yes. Oh, was it at a Speedway? Yep. All right, just because I knew what it was doesn't mean <laughs> I know anything about it. So I'm learning. We're going to learn together. December people. 6, 1969, Altamont uh, Free Concert. So what you had basically at the time, it's 1969. Did you do the... <laughs> I said that. I'm sorry, I yeah. was reading. Uh, so <laughs> December 6, 1969, you got the Summer of Love coming to a close. You've got, you're coming off a of Woodstock that happened in August of 1969. Peace, love, and hippies, and people putting flowers down the barrel of guns and stuff like that. And it's a great time, man. It's the 60s. I mean, it's it's the 60s, man. Yeah. So you had Woodstock on the East Coast. Which was crazy big, on what crazy successful, made a lot of people into much larger names than they were. It started out as a paid-for concert for a couple of days, and then it ended up having attracting 400,000 people to Bethel, New York, out in the Catskill Mountains, up on this dairy farm. That was and that was Woodstock. That's Woodstock. That's out in the west or the east coast. Right. So not the t- top subject of today's show. No, but. state of New York. But everybody out in the west was like, man. That would have been cool. Wish we could have done something like that. We should do something like that. And so you got the dudes in Jefferson Airplane. They start talking about, like we said, Woodstock West. Hey, let's do lightning in a bottle again. I would love to make that paycheck, guys, and get famous. So with them, they got the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead. And the the Rolling Stones were doing a U.S. tour, and they're like, how do we finish off this tour? People were getting their bust on their balls because the Stones had, like, higher ticket prices than kind of everybody else. Well, now, nothing against the Stones. I'm a big fan. I like them. I like a lot of their stuff. Early, late, today, mid stuff, you know? Right. Especially the one dancing with the streets where Mick Jagger went, like, rolling around with David Bowie. Dancing. I love that. I love that song. So, but let's get clear. The Stones have always been about making money. I mean, they, that's, and that's fine. I'm not hurt. I'm not crucifying them for that. Unlike where the Grateful Dead were kind of on the other end, like, we're making music. Uh, The money will follow. Oddly enough, we'll get there. I don't know anything about Jefferson Airplane. You're, you're gonna. All right. I'll tell you a whole fun stories about them. So, they want to go to Golden Gate State Park in San Francisco in in California and throw this big Woodstock West. Big hippie thing, yeah. Right. It, 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 they're like, this is great. It'll be perfect. Everyone will love it. It's, we've had concerts there before. Uh, but unfortunately, the Bears and the 49ers had a game there. And so that... Couldn't, re- couldn't reschedule that? Couldn't couldn't move that. So that's sort oh, of... Oh, Bears. Bumped that. The Stones wanted to end their 1969 U.S. tour, like I was saying, with a free concert. And so they're looking at San Jose State University on the practice field. They're like, oh, okay, we can go to this, you know, this is a cool place. Well, a question, though. Sure. Didn't didn't they realize if they give a free concert, it's going to look something like Woodstock? I don't think a... Well, no, because Woodstock, that was the first time that happened. Well, but... here, okay, so San Jose State just had a three-day festival with 52 bands. They drew 80,000 people. It just doesn't seem like a big. You need a. You need a field. You need a. a well, more than an arena. Woodstock was four hundred thousand people, so it's five times that amount. I don't think people were planning that to happen again. You know, eighty thousand. They just did it over three days. They're like, all right, we're starting right. To but get I'd like down. to know who those fifty bands were because the Stones weren't as big as they are. No, that's true. They were local. But it was, bands. The still is the Grateful Dead, 
and Airplane was, and the Stones have been around for a long oh, yeah, time yeah. at this point still, too. Oh, I haven't even got to the lineup yet. Okay. We'll, we'll get to All the right. whole lineup. These are just the guys with the idea. Like, this is just like, hey, we should do this. They're looking around. Right. So, then... Uh, they're like, all right, San Jose, the city's like, we just had three days. Of, I can't do this to the people of the city again. They're getting pissed. <laughs> so they changed it to Sears Point Raceway, and that's in Sonoma, California. Okay. They want a $300,000 deposit because the Rolling Stones were there, and they're like, if you come here, we want the rights to film this. And they're no. Like, no, we're not doing that. Good idea to film it, though. Now we're going to film this concert. <laughs> so they switch venues again. Now it's Thursday, December 4th. Do you remember what day I told you the concert was on? No. Saturday, December 6th. Oh, that, uh, two days before the concert? Yeah. Ain't got nothing lined up? Nothing. I, that's how I run my life, all right? <laughs> yeah, and that's right, no way right. to run a concert. No, I've been trying to work through this about how to stop procrastinating. And, uh, it's still... <laughs> it's I, the only thing I can't stop. I was writing these cards before Ben was here today. So. I know. I had to sit here and watch him write the last... Ten. cards yeah so and i played and ten. we rescheduled this recording session for like two weeks from before now <laughs> i did call him this morning I'm like hey i'm up i want to go do this now get your ass out of bed and let's i knew i showed up i, I had up. some scratch off tickets i good. lost ten dollars all right two days to spare local businessman dick carter suggests his altamont raceway Oh, you uh, might know uh, it as the Altamont Speedway. Speedway. It opened in July 22nd in 1966 in Tracy, California, uh, NorCal, basically nor- up in Northern mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. They got a quarter mile and a half mile track setups, 12 degree turns. So I feel like that's a turns. big piece of land. Yeah, well, you know, the NASCAR Camping World Series West is held out there. So yeah, it's a chunk of land, right. basically out in the desert and scrub brush of California. Pro- probably the best spot they looked at altogether. I'm. Well, it didn't cost them three hundred thousand dollars, and they didn't say no. But it was big, and it was big, <laughs> and it is big. Yeah, it's big. We'll definitely get there. With two days to prep Woodstock West, we got some problems, <laughs> as you can imagine. Did they call it Woodstock West, or was no, that just like the it's quote just unquote? The quote unquote. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to do air quotes because although we can do live streaming now, guys, let us know if you want that. We We're do not, not have faces for live streaming. No, or good faces at all. I'm I'm actually pretty good looking. I'm gonna say that. you know i'm you know it's right i know your your wife is like he brian is pretty attractive though you got to give him that like he's not smart he's not ambitious he doesn't have a lot but he's he's an attractive man for a minute and i think she was drunk i got a fresh haircut too so i'm, I'm doing good oh okay <laughs> two days to prep this Ultima. looks like he's getting a little thin up there brian oh that's the gel i'm not used to it yeah, i never i don't have the gel, the gel that the guy at the barbershop has rub the gel. some of that gel on my belly then i could get a little thinner down here thin it out that's nice they got a stage problem. First step one, we need a stage. We need these musicians to play. We got a stage problem. Instead of being up on top of a hill, like at Sears Point, uh, where they were going to be, they're now at the bottom of a slope. And so the stage, literally 39 inches high, like a meter. But that's kind of like a, they're down in a bowl. Yes. Or at the end, so everybody's on a hill looking down. Yeah, that was the plan, right? That's not bad. Well, they they couldn't change the stage height cuz you know basically if you think about it you're down you want to be up and kind of project out you don't want to fire your music into the side of a hill like the sound hmm. so, all right not things i would not think of <laughs> the stage was so low how low was it brian i i don't even it, uh, you couldn't even get uh, an ant's testicles to squeeze through there how's that it was a blank i didn't have anything i'm like what are you going to come up with well you knew i was going to say something i know i actually wrote it that way the stage was so low way to prepare Pre-show prep. Sorry, guys. 101. 
Send in your solo jokes. <laughs> Han Solo? I like that movie. All right. In the past, Jefferson Airplane and the Dead used local biker gangs to work security at some of their concerts. They didn't have any problems. They'd be like, hey, guys, go just make sure nobody breaks into the cars or gets raped or anything. And they're like, okay, cool. See, and I think today we have a real, um, a different view of biker gangs after everything that's happened, including, I think, what's coming up on the show. (laughs) It's a motorcycle club. But back in the day, the bike gangs weren't as portrayed as, as vicious. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe they've always been the bad guys on motorcycles. The motorcycle club. All right. Road manager for the Stones, Sam Cutler, makes a deal for $500 worth of beer for the Hells Angels. Ah! For the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club, Oakland. Uh, and they make sure that nobody tampers with the generators and nobody gets on stage. So they bought him $500 worth of beer and right. gave him a free pass to the concert? Literally sit on the stage. Like, sit on a three-foot stage and okay. like, stay off. People All right. Keep so Sam said, quote, all the bands were supposed to share that $300 beer cost, and the person who paid it was me, and no one's paid me back to this day. Well, that seems a little petty. Yeah, well. 300 bucks. I know it's more back then, I was going to say, still... it ends up being like 3400 some dollars worth of beer in today's money. You could buy 72 cases of Bud Light. I feel like I just ruined a card that's coming up. I think you just made a lot of bad math, but go ahead. You'll see. Uh, Hell's Angels member, Bill, Sweet William Fritched, uh, recalled the meeting. He said, quote, we don't police things. We're not a security force. That's exactly what they want you to do. (laughs) Sonny Barger, uh, founding member of the Hell's Angels, Oakland, said, quote, I ain't no cop. I ain't never going to pretend to be no cop. I didn't go there to police nothing, man. They told me if I could sit on the edge of the stage so nobody could climb over me, I could drink beer till the show was over, and that's what I went there to do. All right. Well, I mean, you, you, you had a job to secure a thing. Right. And you got payment in beer. In beer. Yeah, it looks like it's $3,041 in today's money, which could get you about 170 cases of Bud. Okay. So. And how many, how many bikers were there? Many. Many. <laughs> hundreds. Oh, hundreds. We'll get there. It's not like enough beer all of a sudden. Yeah. So we got the stage issue. It's low to the ground, and you got bikers sitting on it. There's also a venue issue. Um, there's no commuter road to Altamont. So people just pulled up off the side of the highway, parked the car, and started walking. Or people just drove their car off the highway. Through the, the field. Through the field. <laughs> and just kind of parked as close to the stage as they wanted to. So it could be like stage, biker, two feet, and then like Volkswagen bug and some hippies. And then, you know, like 40,000 people. And so. So I, I help with a little. Um, no barriers. There's no funnel to get police or people or cars or anything in there. You just set up wherever you want it. I help with a very small little festival every year. Ben runs a huge party festival. Guys. No, it and and honestly, a lot of what you got to do has nothing to do with the actual thing you're doing. They're singing music. A lot of the planning has nothing to do with music. You got to have places for people to park. Yep. Which sounds dumb, but. If given no, no like barrier or signage or lines in the street or That's on the road, what we're doing. Yeah. People just well, pull up wherever they stop. They stop close as I can get. You gotta have bathrooms. Bathrooms are a huge, huge deal. Oh, we'll get there. And you have to have food. I mean, you need you need food. You need places for people to go get away from things. You need you need a lot of room. And it sounds like they couldn't do this in two days. Well, that's the thing is 
they had two days to get these things going. So, all right. All right. Now we, we'll get into the venue stuff. But some of the best parties are thrown like that. There were no shade trees. It's basically the California desert. Um, not enough porta johns. Like you're talking, they had one sixth of what they needed. So mm-hmm. there were basically open drainage dishes, ditches where people were just dropping trow, and so you, you had people just backing up onto whatever trees there were or at the back of cars. Well, people are just not going everywhere. They're, They're making going. in the middle of the field. Yeah, that's so. my new word for pooping. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> go. Ma- I gotta go make. Gotta go make. How many people are you going to get in two days' notice to show up to a concert that's changed venues three times? They're hippies. It's not like they had jobs, Brian. What do, no. you, th- what do you think you got? We just had 80000 in San Jose. You had 400000 in Woodstock. What do you think you got? I, I'm going around a hundred. Yeah, well. Was th- it? 300,000 people show up. Just show up. To basically a field party with drunk bikers as security. This is like but awesome a music. good high school party on steroids. Uh, oh, dude. It's the ultimate high school field party. I don't know. Uh, again, we're from Michigan, and we definitely had field parties where you just kind of, somebody has some property, and you head out to the back corner of it. His name was Ryan. Ryan <laughs> had property. <laughs> Set up, and, uh, you know, somebody lights a fire. The next thing you know, there's a guitar, or people are rocking out in some music device of some kind, and, and more inevitably, people show up, and more people show up. Fights. That's a fun story. There was a party at Ryan's, and I remember my friend Paul, we rode together. He goes, oh, dude, this looks like a great party. Everybody's dancing as we were pulling down the driveway. And they, they weren't dancing. They were fighting one another, but in multiple groups. That, <laughs> so that like, was oh. the fight that I got my face broke. Yeah. So I've, somebody threw a flaming log through the back of a car, and that was a party. Yeah, there, there's party. some dudes just showed up, older dudes and all of us. And That's how it goes. And there was a little tiny skirmish going on between a couple guys that knew each other that went to <laughs> your school. Yeah. And when that started, these other dudes that just showed up to the party, just older guys that nobody knew, just, it was like, go time. Time to And fight. they just, like, hit the first people that were around them. I was just standing around with, them, like, some, I'm not going to get, everybody, I think, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I don't want to fight. I'm not a, I don't want to get, I mean, I can hold my own, maybe, but I don't want to, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a man. I've never been tested. I don't want to get into the middle of this fight. And I get decked. Somebody comes up behind me. <laughs> And it shatters my whole entire, like, orbital bone. I didn't know it. I got drug away. I ended up going home that night. Next morning, my face all, my mom takes me to the hospital. And uh doctor walks in in the emergency room and one second goes, got a broken face. And we had no idea. We're like, what? And he goes, yeah, the swelling's probably starting to go down. I can tell. But you guys have been looking, you know. So we're like, huh, well, what do we do now? Well, let's get surgery. Let's Plates wire it all together. You, know? yeah. you must be fun at metal detectors. I don't go to metal detectors. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Just want to warn you, I don't have a bomb in my underpants. I have a plate in my head and one in my face. <laughs> All right. So this is shaping up to be a part Oh, dude. Yeah, literally, they had, like, it was described as a piece of twine going across the stage to keep people back. You know how there's that gap usually between stage and the crowd? Right. No. What? What? Um, no. How many days do you think that did did you find out how many days they planned on having this event? Was it going to be a multiple day event or just like one day? Today, <laughs> we'll 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 see. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's what the thing was, right? They had scheduled for like a night of bands. You know, I mean, it's okay. a long night or a day, but it's a long. So that okay, let's get into that then. All right, uh, Santana, Carlos Santana. Yeah. He's he's the first band to go on. No, he was at Woodstock. He was at Woodstock. Yeah. He had an amazing set at Woodstock, and the the trick was people know now is somebody 
literally accidentally spiked his uh, drinks with LSD. Well, he, wasn't he a, drank them accidentally. He, he wasn't an and LSD And only the people guy. that put it in there was an accident. Well, that's true. Yeah, he got spiked, man. And he's like, I was just playing like I had ten fingers, man. And he, 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 he shredded. That's what launched him into oh, yeah, superstardom. That and that's why he's out here at Altamont, right? <laughs> so Keep it going. They're setting up. They notice. Guys at Santana are like, wait a minute. That, that amp says lo-fi. They specifically had a lo-fi sound system at this particular speedway. Lo-f? Yeah, in the area of hi-fi, where you hear lots of high, fidel- high fidelity, you get all that peaks and like the, you know the troops and stuff isn't all. You know, it's like high fidelity. What's lo-fi like? Those big bullhorn-looking things? Lo-fi is what a drive-through sounds like. Yes, the bullhorn. I didn't know there was. Like, a, I didn't know there was a lo-fi. I thought hi-fi was just a marketing t- device name. Did like, low fidelity. So they're they're setting up to this low fidelity stuff, and then uh, there's a girl out front, like some crazy hippie girl, and Santana notices her. She's talking, and she's like basically talking. It's not going to be the exact quote. I'm going to paraphrase, but she's like, huh, a weird day to have a concert. Anybody can see that with the moon and Scorpio, today's going to be terrible. Like, you shouldn't do a concert today. But I don't know. Maybe the Rolling Stones know something I don't. What, she was just a hippie going just, from the, um, the, the, the astro- astronomical yeah, charts? Well, they had astrologers who helped plan out Woodstock out in New York. And so she's like, huh, I wonder. Because today, you know, doesn't seem like a good day for it. Well, my fortune cookie said it was. We're foreshadowing, though. Those are made in San Francisco, buddy. No, they're made in Chicago. Want to oh. fight about it? No. no. Well, yes, I would fight you. Because unlike you, I'm pretty sure I could hold No, I meant fight. with our brains. I'll beat oh. your ass every day. Mentally? Yes, mental fighting. No. This is what we do here. You oh. are no match for me. I think they're made in Chicago, right next to the Tootsie Roll manufacturing Inconceivable. facility. Inconceivable. You don't go into a battle of wits with a... I don't remember where he was from. <clears throat> All right. You ready to rock? Yeah. You ready to rock? Yeah. All right. That's what they said. And then Santana goes on stage. And their first song, this young guy tries to get on stage, and he gets kicked square in the face by a Hell's Angel. He's out cold. <laughs> Now, people are taking pictures of the concert. You have reporters there. You have just well, kids there. You said it was being videotaped. Uh, we'll get there. We're not okay. there yet. That, that involves the Rolling Stones. We'll get there. So we got people with cameras. Now, please describe a camera in 1969 to someone from today. It's, it's not, about the size of a microwave. It's not your phone. It's, you know, it looks like it's got like a beer can kind of hanging out the front of it. There's a lens, you yeah. know, the big... Yeah, it looks, like a a lun- it looks like a lunchbox with a beer can taped to the front of it. The... SLR, DSLR, we'll call them those things for the people. Yeah, but it's, right. I think everybody's seen what, you know, we see reporters and stuff right. still with those. So, and you're at a hippie concert in 1969, so you got some naked people. There's out there dancing, like, woo, there's some naked people, right? There's good naked and there's bad naked. Well, and a lot of the old hippie naked is bad naked. I'm going to imagine music video hippie naked, so it's nice and pleasant and people are young and fit and, you know, that's the hippies. Yeah, and they're nice. dudes, but you can imagine whatever you want, Brian. It's a helicopter. I'm doing it now. You guys can't see it. <laughs> All right. Put that away. More like a quadcopter. It's... Anyway. So you got some naked people dancing, right? Santana. Hell's Angels. No nudies on my watch, buddy. Beat them down just for being naked. Really? Yeah. And then uh, anytime the nudies would, like, regain consciousness and pop back, oh, what the fuck happened, man? Like, oh, you're still naked. Boom. Beat them down again. <laughs> Why were they against naked people? They're hell's angels. They, you know, you gotta have your leathers and your boots on. You don't want to, you know, get a road rash. So they're for safety. So they're just they want everybody has to have like spikes and leather and black and pat. Yeah, yeah, man. I tell you, I went to the machine shop last weekend. 
why did you why did, the machine shop is a heavy metal bar in flint michigan it's it's pretty popular. I mean, in the it's state, a, yeah. It's a good live music it, venue. It grabs some pretty decent-sized names, and it's small, and it's a bar. It's like, and everybody in there is wearing black. I go out with some buddies that weren't in town to go to right. that machine shop. Just but specifically. So we grab some like uh, some food and some beers earlier in the day in Flint. Prove they're still manly. No, they they, they came the in. Machine shop. They came in for a particular band. They had a band that they liked or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Power so band 5, I'm like, 000. I ain't going to that. I'll go out and have some drinks with you. Um, and then whatever at the end, I got some drinks in me. I'm like, Hey Ben, you want to go to the machine shop? Yup. Let's go. Let's go to the machine shop. I, I stroll in there. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing my brand new pink shirt, like an Easter shirt. Was it tucked into your pants? No, no, (laughs) no. It was a button up shirt. I tuck in the t-shirt. See, gotcha. Tucked in. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was a, so I, I roll into this. Everybody in there is looking at me like, who the hell is this dude? Hi, my name's Ed Harley <laughs> with Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. And so uh, uh, I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit out of place. This dude comes up to me. He's like, Ben Rupel, what's going on? It was my sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. He, he's a regular there. He may work there. So I got He's my new best friend for the night. And apparently there are a lot of rules for mosh pits. Oh. I didn't know this. I was standing next to it. My buddy was like bebopping around in there. You know, he's like a little popcorn kernel. He's a little dude. Yeah. And he kind of comes to the edge of the mosh pit. So I just push him, like push him up back in that. And this big security guy comes up to me and he's just like waving his finger. No, no, no. And he's and he's going to like grab me. I'm like, sorry, I didn't know the rules. It's kind of like faded back <laughs> into the crowd. Things. But he knew the guy with the pink shirt was, right. I'm like, I don't know. I'm all right. I'm out. We left. <laughs> I was like, That's, I was there for about an hour. Drink two beers. No, it was. I went to the machine shop. I see. I don't think I go back there. They have a do not allow entry to this dude. <laughs> two square. Yeah. So, all right. Two so, square for the fair. Naked hippies are getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> Basically. Continue. Or in the tits. I mean, equal opportunity. They're Hell's Angels. They're kicking girls in the boobies? No, I don't know. I'm just, I wanted to put it out there. I didn't want people to think they were like sexist or anything, you know. Well, they were sexist. They were Hells Angels from the 60s, man. So, that's true. Uh, So, but you got these things going on, right? And you got these reporters there. So, people are taking pictures. And this guy, John, snapping some photos. And Hells Angel sees him. And he says, I want your film. You're going to get hit. And then he literally doesn't wait for John to respond. And he smashes his camera right in his face. That requires John to get 13 stitches. And just again, remember how big cameras were in the 60s. Yeah, and they're heavy and big and metal. And John goes down. He hits the ground. More angels start wailing on him. And they're just, like, beating on him. And he's like, God, it felt like I was getting hit with, like, rocks and broken glass bottles. And then uh, when they get him up there, like the Hell's Angels back off him and he gets up. He's like, what the hell was that? The guy, people around him are like, oh, they're hitting you with pool cues and motorcycle chains. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Where was the um, snookers event going on yeah, here? Well, yeah, the po- they, pool cues basically is they would they do loaded pool cues too. So apparently they had like drilled out and then metal inside of them. But then they sawed them off to a little bit longer than a, a baton, like a police baton. I so, never understood boom! the pool cue. I'd take a, I mean, if I, if I get to bring some sort of a club with me. Yeah. I'll bring a baseball bat. I would bring, nowadays, a mini aluminum t-ball bat. I think that would be a good, small enough to get a couple swings. Because you don't want a weapon that's too long, because then that swing reset yeah. really opens you up. So you get like a mini like mini bat day. <laughs> Terrible day. <laughs> Terrible day at the ballpark. Maybe like a, maybe like a drop eight, 27-inch baseball bat, BB core. 
Oh, Name wow. a U, U, Coach U ben. SA. There you go. Coach Ben, everybody. So anyway, John, quote, <laughs> had a quote, quote, I'd never seen a Hells Angel before. I didn't really know they could do that. <laughs> Beat your ass, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they do, buddy. <laughs> That's what. We're a motorcycle club. Hells Angels. Focus more on the hell part of the name, not the yeah. angel part of the name. So as Santana's finishing up, Hell's Angel runs across the stage to beat somebody up. He's like, out of the way, Santana, I got to kick this hippie's ass. <laughs> it's just a hippie stomping party. That's <laughs> Which they were invited to be there, to paid for by but, beer to but, be there. But now, Jerry Garcia said this, we do it all the time. We've Works used, great. We've used them tons before, never had any problems. Jefferson Airplane never had any problems. I wonder what the Hell's Angels view on this if you're you know two sides to every story sort oh, of thing we'll get there oh okay yeah fair and balanced my friend fair and balanced yeah it's a it's a, it's the fox report now here I'm you go brian you. i'm gonna lie to you next up on stage jefferson airplane which as everyone knows leads into jefferson starship which then just takes off into starship and that's a whole other musical journey and we'll probably never get there because you'll you'll hear well, why well it started out as jefferson bicycle <laughs> right Took yeah, the whole entire trajectory from the, the Wright brothers up to the airplane up to the, to the top to the starship. to the air rocket ship from bicycles to rockets. Thanks to two guys in no- Orville South Carolina? Redenbacher, North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, I think they're from Ohio, but North they Carolina. flew in Kitty Hawk, South, South, South Carolina. Carolina. All right, Jefferson Airplane also flies in to Altamont to play, and uh, they hit the stage, and it's about seventy-five yards of standing room only, right? And before Jefferson Airplane starts playing, they announce, we need clean sheets and diapers. A uh, lady up here had a baby. <laughs> That's a, in, the, in like the front? Yeah. And so very quickly, they are overrun with clean sheets and diapers because they're hippies. There's babies and pregnant oh, there's women probably and kids. moms and kids and everybody around there, right? So yeah. the airplane starts. Huh. Uh, they, start, they start their set. There were reports of bad wine and acid going around that day, plus... Somebody put some mescaline in the booze. So We don't have mescaline anymore, do we? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think they make it. I think, wasn't that, wasn't there a drug that was like manufactured, manufactured and then they yeah. quit making it, we just don't have it anymore? I want to say you're right on that. I didn't think about it before, but. I wonder if there's a dude that's got like a little stockpile. Oh, you know there's Like some old, you know, he's got like some old 50-year-old bourbon. It's like I got some lewds and, and some mescaline. And some wine from like. The days of France, 1800s, and some pile of mescaline. Got some ether. Ether, they still have that. Old school. Opium, we're just going old, old days. All right. All right, well, okay, so just keep that in mind. The Hells Angels started to fight with the crowd while Jefferson Airplane's playing. And so the lead singer, Marty Balin, stops singing. And he goes into the crowd to help him fight with the Hells Angels. Whose side was he on? Uh, He's on the crowd side. He's on the hippie side, not the Hells Angel side. Yeah, he's playing for these people and the hell's angels are beating him up he's like stop beating up my crowd guy and so boom marty gets ko'd by a hell's angel <laughs> he's like out cold on stage didn't make it off stage got punched in the face laying out cold now rhythm guitarist paul kantner grabs a mic and he starts smack talking the hell's angels while they're playing a song mind you they haven't stopped playing is this on youtube anywhere we'll get there <laughs> Hell's Angel gets a mic, another mic. He starts threatening Katner. So they're going back and forth headed on stage like they're going to freaking throw it out while, the, while Jefferson Airplane still playing. <laughs> That's All dedication. Right. People get them a little calmed down. They get them talked down during the song. <laughs> then that song ends. They start playing another song without Marty because he's knocked out on the floor there. And so, uh, but the sound system was so bad you couldn't tell. 
like people in the back they're like what happened? what's happening there's 300,000 people there so that's crazy they're just here <laughs> what song was that right <laughs> i don't even know man uh, i wanted to get into jefferson airplane and all that stuff but then i get down a youtube road where i'm just jamming out to old like guardians of the galaxy soundtrack and i'm like i'm not getting any work done <laughs> brandy you're a fine girl Fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine You're girl. Life, my love and my lady is a sea. Do 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 do. Brandy used. Oh, anyway, uh, they finished their set right, and Grace Slick, guitarist, is just sitting there, just talking softly about what's going on. Like Howard Cosell, like, okay, we have some Hell's Angels coming up on the side now. They're <laughs> punching hippies in the face, and uh, oh that's no, not oh. how Har- Howard Cosell does. Bro- right. Well, that, that's not what Grace Slick sounds like. That sounds like a golf announcer. Marty is coming back. Coming up on the back green, he's gonna use a four. Four iron putter and uh, <laughs> I do I do like golf announcers. I think that's pretty good how they can restrain themselves. Like, oh, that's an amazing putt from forty thousand yards. That's great. That's, that's a great my golf, golf club. club. Nice. So, all right, uh, they're just talking about what's. Oh, sorry, technical crap. Talking about what's going down on stage. Santana's drummer, Mike Shrevey, he gets backstage. Right, and they're done. And he starts telling people what's going on out front. They're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? The Hell's Angels are fighting people. They knocked out Marty." They're like, Marty's yeah, still out there bleeding on the stage. <laughs> Somebody go sweep Marty up, please. You're gonna have to move around, Marty. Guys, I can so. just see him like coming out with one of those little stretcher things. Two dudes carrying it. <laughs> they pick up the microphone, put that on the on the stretcher, and carry that off. Marty's like. Arr. No, the Grateful Dead hear what uh, Mike is saying, the drummer, and they're like, seriously, dude? And they're like, yeah, that's what's going on. They cut and run. They're out. Oh, they just, they're like, nope. Nope, pack up. So it's them dudes that were like, yeah, hire the Hells Angels. Yeah. Here's here's a contact number. (laughs) You don't want to call this guy. You want to talk to Road Dog. Yeah. uh, No, not Mad Dog, Road Dog. Mad Dog will charge too much. These guys come in like the ultimate warrior, you know. (laughs) Who are those two wrestlers that had the spikes on their football? The Road Warriors. The Road Warriors. That's Hawk, what I'm thinking an animal. So, backstage. Now, so you got to understand, backstage, they had tents, and they had these trailers. For the for the, produce, the people that were. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay, you got it? Oh, I'm just trying to think in my head. They all had two days to, like, pack for the show. Much less get ready for the show. Bring well, their most of these guys were out on tour anyway. They were just like, "Where are we going next?" Like, oh, so they just, just show up the on the buses. Bus. Yeah, right. they show the. Now there's no AC in these places or anything, but bands are hanging out with groupies and celebrities and photographers and writers. Like, R- writers <laughs> hang out with a lot of writers. Hey man, where's the group of writers? <laughs> I don't need the groupies. I don't need that harem of hot chicks over there that may or may not be of age. I'm looking for the writers. I got a scoop. See, I got to cover this. People got to know back east. Is that your uh, That's my writer. mid-Atlantic accent? That is my mid-Atlantic accent. So they don't have the same thing going on back there as they do out front. There's a different, different vibe happening. Yeah, they just got some bad wine and LSD to contend with. Right. Yeah. So then the Rolling Stones arrive by helicopter. All right. Now, this is a story I heard. I'd like to, I only heard a blip, a blurp, a blurp, a blip, blurp. a little bit of this one. As the band is exiting the landing area, like you know, the they're 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 gotta, rolling in on a on a helicopter on a helicopter, right? In the vicinity of this racetrack. Oh, it's a desert, dude. Yeah, okay. It's but I mean, everybody can maybe hear the helicopter coming in. Well, you could probably see the helicopter coming in and out. Anyway, so yeah, the people know that all oh, the stones are here, right? So a fan. That's a, that's a boss move. A, it's still a boss. Move it's today. a boss move. You show up by helicopter. That's dope. 
like so. five minutes before he's supposed to go on stage, just like fucking get off a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. Landing, not and not at an airport, just landing wherever you need to land because <laughs> you're that boss. Yeah, just land in the area with the least amount of hippies. Right. Yeah. So they do. Cool. They get out. They're exiting the helicopter. They're getting beyond the blades. You know, it's like a Magnum PI helicopter. CT's behind the wheel. Hey, they got a new Magnum PI out now. It's pretty good. We'll get there. No, we will not talk about the new Magnum PI. I guarantee it. We are not. Ge- it comes up. All right. I'm kidding. It doesn't. Come it up. better not come <laughs> up. I'm trying to figure out how you're going to. Oh my All right. So Magnum stones PI. come in on the on the big helicopter. No, it wasn't Magnum PI. It was. No, Magnum PI is re- released. They had a hel- no. They had a helicopter. No, who was the guy that had the helicopter? CT. It was yellow and orange and brown. What, was that the one with the big smiley face in the no, front? No, that's the screaming Mimi. That was in. Uh, Oh, the two brothers. Yeah. Simon and Simon? Oh, let's go with that. All right. No. Yeah. No? No. We were just talking about this. It's the other one. It's not Simon and Simon. Hardcastle McCormick? No, that's him and his wife. Um, Heart to Heart? Might be Heart to Heart. No, Heart to Heart is not. Or was him and his wife also. (laughs) No, I don't remember, but they had that giant helicopter, and they would always end up in it, and uh, it was pink. All right, no, go on. They get out of a, the Rolling Stones get out of a helicopter, right? That's the point. We're talking about helicopters. So the Rolling Stones get out of a helicopter, and a fan, quote unquote, runs up, punches Mick square in the face. Boom! Welcome, welcome to Altamont, bitch. For no reason. No reason. I love you, Mick. Bam! I wonder if he was mad about something. Show up by helicopter. I had to walk from the highway all the way out here. Next thing you know, I'm sitting my ass up against a tree trying to take a shit, and there ain't no trees. Fuck you and fuck your painted black <laughs> song. <laughs> So, uh, <clears throat> Stones arrived. The Flying Burrito Brothers go up on stage. Who? Yeah, exactly. The Flying Burrito Brothers. Uh, it's a country-fied kind of Grateful Dead. They're, you know, they're kind of trucker music, kind of folksy. Oh, trucker music. You know. Well, to you all know, of our truckers out there. Oh, I hope there's truckers listening. You know, we got friends that are truckers. <coughs> you, yeah. have, you have friends that are truckers. You do, are. too. You who, do. Who are these people? I can't say their names. You'll just bleep it. Say their first names. No, I Joel, think I know one of them. Yeah, yeah, we've talked Rob, about them. Joel and Rob. That's right. And Neil. I think Neil is also. Are these locals or are they are they long haul? I don't know particulars. I'm Dude. just saying they put stuff on Facebook about trucking all the time. Fine. I think Rob's long. I think Joel's local, and I don't know what Neil does. Neil and Bob. Neil but Bob. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, okay, so you got the Flying Burrito Brothers. They're country-fed, Grateful Dead, sort of the hippie band of the era. They got a couple of songs, but they're kind of slow and windy, and you're just like, oh, man, I could see why the crowd would mellow out. There's no fights during their set. Nobody fights anybody. Everybody's no. just like, these guys kind of suck. Everybody right? love everybody. Like, right? And, of course, that's when Mick Jagger and Keith Richards check out the stage. They're like, we've heard these stories. <laughs> ben is rooster strutting. <laughs> They, they rooster strut to the stage, and just, they're like, we've heard maybe. stories of people getting out of sights, and, and like, you know, they look around, they're like, it looks good, everybody's chill. Like, Them bloody cons. Right, I don't know why the dead left, those guys, these guys are weirdos. That bad wine and LSD. So, coming to the stage next, we got Crosby, Stills, Nash, and... And Young made it? And Young! All right. So, we're going to take a break right now, but Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young are there, and... Uh, this is a pretty good lineup. It's been a really good concert so far, aside from getting kicked in the face and having your camera smashed into your nose and hey, getting 13 hi- stitches. A couple of hippies get their ass kicked. A couple of nudies getting just, beat down multiple just times. Just another day that ends in Y. The CTE and concussion syndrome that has happened. But uh, we'll get there, guys. 
this a new song? Of course. Kind of Calypso. so sexy i like that one and we're back i don't want to and we're back everybody like you know jarring people if they're maybe they're driving hello it's more (laughs) i like talking like an announcer though i did that like i i went to school for business and marketing and advertising so we had to do projects like that two and one you get the amazing double play pen and i just used to like doing that oh my brother was he it's his birthday shout out nick happy birthday happy birthday nick um it's his birthday this week sometime. So he gets a package delivered yesterday Sing from QVC, QVC. From, from his in-laws, from his mother-in-law. And he's just like shaking his head. He's like, <laughs> what dumb shit did she get me? She op- he opened up the box. It's like a pair of sunglasses. He's like, blue blockers. You just spent $35 on a pair of glasses. I'll never, ever. Why do these people? And he's bitching about getting gifts on his birthday. And I said, you know what? You sound like Tom. <laughs> That's your dad. He shot up pretty quick. You sound like your dad. I don't want nothing. Don't get me anything. And then a day later after his birthday, well, nobody got me anything. Nobody, nobody got me anything. I love that logic, though. I do. No, I don't need anything. I'm fine. I feel bad. Nobody got me anything. No, I didn't get anything for my birthday. I told him. I'd say cash. I need stuff all the time. Give me just give me money. I money? Can't, I can't not think Money? Of if you'd like to give us some money, go to patreon.com slash crime music. Money. And uh, we can get some better mics, get some better headphones. <laughs> Maybe take these blankets down off the wall. I don't know. No, the blankets are, that makes it cozy. You like it? Yeah. It is warm. All right. All right. So now we're back to the, to the concert. Cosby Stills, Nash and Young, you're up. They, they they came out and played. They hesitantly took the stage. <laughs> Literally, David Crosby begged the rest of the guys, like, dude, let come on, guys, please, we can do this. Let's they're, just go play. They're all a bit pacifists. And we will get to David Crosby. That's going to happen. Okay. We'll get there. So, yeah. And uh, by the end of the set, several stretchers were sent into the crowd and bodies were passed overhead. And across the stage of unconscious people who the Hells Angels had beat up and knocked out. So they're still just... Beaten ass. <laughs> Pretty much. Stephen Stills was repeatedly stabbed in the leg with a sharp bicycle spoke by a Hell's Angel. Like every time he kind of wandered up close to this part of the stage, the Hell's Angel, like, yeah, 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 jab him in the leg. This is crazy. Yeah. People were carried out or hobbled out under their own power. Uh, more people filled those spots because the stones were up next. And there's 300,000 well, people at the top of a hill. Standing, just pushing down, just pushing and, and down. And you know, if there's that many people and there's Waterfall. that much mayhem, they don't, they maybe don't understand that people are just getting their ass beat. No. And it's like a cow going to slaughter. Every, <laughs> everybody's just going in that hey. front door of the barn. Hey, where are you guys going? I'm going right I'm with you guys. <laughs> bam, bolt gun, bam, bolt gun, bam, oh. hell's angel. <laughs> yeah, just, just kick you in the dick. <laughs> cover your dick, people. <laughs> keep I'm, that dick I'm covered. just saying, just cover it around a Hell's Angel at least. I'm going to keep my dick covered keep, for the rest of the day. Keep I don't your bits and pieces. Dick kicks. Yeah, just, just swan you. As we called it that in our private high school. It's called swanning, where you just walk up and just tap somebody in the nuts. <laughs> swan. And you'd get 21 days suspension if you got caught swanning, so we named our high school band 21 Days. Yes, with Ben was drinking, he would have said with a Z, and I would have been like, <sighs> yep, with a Z. Hey, I was at that Churchill's the other day. Because we're bad boys. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Didn't you guys play there? We owned that place for at least five years. We would pack it from front to back. Literally, the bar owner and clubs loved us because we came with our own crowd. We yeah. sucked, but we came with our own crowd. You did. You, you brought, if you could bring like 30, 40 people with you, and they'll drink oh, and dude, play anywhere. We had 200 people who would go just about anywhere we went. It was great. Yeah. That was with, uh, was it McKellar? No. No. Cassidy. Uh, no. No? No. Oh, that's who I like to follow around in high school. They were good. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Continue. Uh, people are carried out. They left. More people filled in. Stones are up next. We're talking about that, right? But, um, yeah, okay, just to set the scene backstage a little bit, there is a Red Cross tent with, like, one volunteer. <laughs> with, a, with a fistful of Band-Aids. He's like, take it easy. I have and been an drinking. I- and an ice pack. Been drinking the mescaline iced tea, so nothing too serious. All right, guys? And then there were a couple of sheriffs. There's literally, like, four sheriffs. And they were like, okay, we're not gonna we can't do anything no these hell then the hell's angels flexed up on them earlier with like the sheriff went over to a hell's angel and was like you're revving that bike too loud you gotta turn it down and like six or seven other hell's angels wandered up and said what'd you say and he said you guys have a nice day <laughs> yeah i bet so it's just out of control there's no they have to call the national guard in if it got out of hand <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll get there <laughs> the sun is setting it's uh, you know, it's December. It's Dece- it's California, but it's still December, right? And you got tens of thousands of potato chip bags and half-eaten sandwiches, and people are starting garbage can fires <laughs> or just open fire because it's getting cold. And Matt so, Matt got kicked out of a Ted Nugent concert for setting up starting, start, starting a fire in the hillside, which was similar to what this venue sounds like. <laughs> this was a professional place. I mean, well, you uh, the hell's pine knob? Yeah. Yeah, and yes, Pine Knob. It's an Thank amphitheater. You, you can't <laughs> set fires on the lawn. Well, there's a lawn, and Matt, there were some people like lighting some old like beer cups on fire and throwing them in a pile during like Great White Buffalo. Oh God! And Matt just he he's like, I just threw a cup in the pile. I and then somebody took me outside, and <laughs> so I just remember Matt like hanging on the outside of the fence, going, "Guys, <laughs> guys, is that Ted? I can't hear." <laughs> All right, so there's fires Wait, getting started. That's recycling, in my so, opinion. Well, uh, it, that's great, but you have tens of thousands of these things burning, and so that created a hazy cloud of smoke that made most people like vomit and throw up because it's burning garbage. I mean, you're burning That's a good garbage. band name. Uh, burning garbage. The MC for the night, this guy Cutler, like we talked about, one of the managers, comes to the stage, and he says... Quote, the Rolling Stones won't come out until everyone gets off stage. Because there were, like, literally hippies and Hells Angels and stuff hanging out on stage, just sitting there. Just... Oh, they weren't fighting, though? No, they were just sitting there. I mean, not all of them were fighting, but sometimes they were sitting. Then, dozens of Hells Angels start plowing through the crowd on their motorcycles down the hill. This lady jumps up. She's like, fuck you, one of the Hells Angels. And uh, Hells Angels stops. Turns his bike off. He's got a lady on the back of his. He's got a Hell's Hell's Angelette. Mm-hmm. Auxiliary uh, group. Right. <laughs> he goes, you going to let her talk to a Hell's Angel member that way? And so the Hell's Angel Auxiliary member gets off. Boom! Bitch slaps this girl. She goes down unconscious out in the middle of the crowd. Cat fight. Gets back. Nope. Girl's out. And then Hell's Angelette gets back on the bike and they drive their motorcycles down, on, down to stage. And they're like clearing people out of their way. You know, they're just like... Everybody's moving out of the way. This is a melee. 
This is just a melee. Well, the stones were going on, and so they wanted to make sure there was kind of a buffer between. The they wanted a front row seat for the well, stones. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody asked the Hell's Angels to park their bikes down by the stage. That was on there. That was a good idea. So we're gonna make a bicycle fence. That's a good. You know, the sun's down. It's getting cold. The stones are still waiting to go on because they wanted it dark. They wanted to like make an entrance. The one thing they did get set up was a big archway. But Ben's doing the rooster walk again. Look at that. That's my Mick Jagger walk. Look at it. Moves like Jagger because he's got moves like Jagger. All right. So they're trying to get this big starlit sunset glowy like look, right, while everyone's in this hellscape apocalypse with burning garbage. <laughs> burning garbage. Death and fights. And motorcycle fights. Yeah. It's like a missed. Mad Max. It's like a scene out of Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. They're like, you think it's good yet? Like, no, let him wait it out just a little bit Two more. Two men go in, <laughs> one man comes out. <laughs> That's what they're doing. So, they, you know, the glow of the garbage fire sets the mood. <laughs> it's romantic. The Rolling Stones come out. Woo! They open up a jumping jack flash with absolutely no room to jump. Mick Jagger has asked the Hells Angels to back up a few steps because there were about 200 extra people on stage with the Stones and the Hells Angels. The stage is going to collapse. So he's got, like, literally he said he had about a three or four foot radius to get his moves like Jagger going. And you know Mick Jagger needs more room than that. Oh, dude, right? He had to go to the hot. He went and got some surgeries done the other day. Well, did he, Mick Jagger? Yeah. Is he okay? Uh, I think they had to cancel some time. They're still touring. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> I've got Keith my- Richards is still alive. At the date, at the taping of this broadcast, I don't know. He may live forever. He's a vampire. <laughs> they may have made a deal with the devil. <laughs> it's possible. So he's trying to, to jump and dance around. Now, you got to remember, dude, it's it's Mick Jagger. So he's doing your rooster cock walk-in thing, and he's got those frilly clothes on, and he's doing the pouty lips. These are Hell's Angels. They're not really too jamming out to some effeminate Englishman. English in, band. In tight and pants. the Stones were not. This was the. They were big, not, but they weren't the Stones as we know them today. Not then. yet, right? So the Stones get to their third song, "Sympathy for the Devil." Yeah, we. You want to talk about Brian? We talked I, briefly. Ben and I just talked about this. I was annoyed because I was in a band once, and I said we should play "Sympathy for the Devil." That's a great song, and our band would sound good doing it. And some people in the band were like, I don't have any sympathy for the devil. Just like, dude, it's just a song, man. They wouldn't play I mean, it. They wouldn't play it. So Under protest. Whatever. Huh. Nerds. <laughs> Brian's, this is, Brian's so butthurt about this. Still today. <laughs> that was like 20-some years ago, man. Boo. Oh. Boo. Yeah. Brian's still. And they, Brian will hold a grudge like Khomeini. <laughs> this I will. guy will I'll not. hold a grudge. He will, he's got grudges. I, we should have just a. <laughs> one show. Just a grudge. Brian's top ten list of grudges. We'll talk about every one of them. Just to, we'll just, <laughs> This is a show I can get excited by. Brian's before. top this ten grudges. I am we'll we'll have that. ten grudge things, and Brian has to talk about each one. In great detail. Yes. With a lot of beeps. Are you and playing with a pen? What are you I, doing now? What do you mean? I'm, I'm writing notes. I got notes. Oh, Lord. All right. Sympathy for the Devil. Good song. Fights break out at the foot of the stage. Mick asks the crowd, quote, just be cool down there. Don't push around. And then they restart the song again. They're like, all right, let's try it again. Take two. We'll, we'll <laughs> edit that. You imagine this? This is the Rolling Stones. All right. They get through that. They start playing Under My Thumb. Appropriate. Yeah. No, <laughs> a couple of Hell's Angels grab uh, the skinny kid on the side of the stage. His name is Meredith Hunter, a.k.a. Murdoch, we're going to call him. Murdoch? Murdoch. Cra- Howling Mad? 
kind of just skinny, just, just skinny, tall, skinny black. Was kid. he with the band or just a dude? Just a fan. Just, just a dude. A guy out in the crowd, right? They punch him in the face. They start laughing about it. They grab him and try fucking him up, right? But Murdoch shakes loose, and uh, then one of the Hell's Angels punches him again. Murdoch falls off stage into the crowd. Hell's Angels jump down into the crowd after him because apparently once is not enough for these guys and they chase after Murdoch. Murdoh tries like running into the crowd like, like there's, a little skinny dude just kind of going through like but a, like a 300,000 people in a crowd pushed water falling down a hill into the stage like like one of the hell's angels gets close enough and he stabs Murdoch in the back with a knife. Oh jeez, he got knives? Oh yeah. Murdoch turns around and pulls out a fancy 22 long barrel revolver. Holds it in the air. Some chick screams, don't shoot anyone! Hell's Angel Alan Pissero parries Murdoch's gun with his knife. Stabs Murdoch again twice. Murdoch falls down to his knees. That's a doll while uh, Under My Thumb is playing. Under My Thumb is still playing. All right. Right? Yeah. They're trying to signal. We'll get there. A Hell's Angel grabs his shoulders, Murdoch's, kicks him five times in the face. Wow. Five times, five times, five times. And five so he's stabbed in the back a couple times, a couple times in the neck. Murdoch falls onto his face. Another Hell's Angel kicks him onto his side until he rolls over face down. Witnesses say Murdoch muttered, I wasn't going to shoot you. Those are his last words. Oh, he got killed? Hell's, five Hell's Angels started kicking on him. Fat Hell's, Hell's Angel stood on his head for a minute. Hell's Angels wouldn't let anybody touch him or help like the guy for a couple minutes everybody tried to be like get the hell out of here get away from here you know like that's rude lions over a fresh kill that's rude witnesses say quote there's a big hole in his spine and in his side and a big hole in the side of his temple like a big open slice you could see all the way in all the way in they tried to tell jagger on stage stop playing man get some help but hell's angels wouldn't let people get through to stage they're like fuck you guys whatever so the stones finally stopped playing and mick says we really got someone hurt here. Is there a doctor? And, you know, 300,000 people, there's probably going to be a doctor. Not in that crowd. Well, there was a medical student there or a guy who was a medical resident or something like that. And so they carry Murdoch back to the Red Cross tent with the medical student guy. And um, he died. medical coordinator, that's who it is, medical coordinator Dr. Richard Baldwin says, quote, he got a bad injury. Even if he was stabbed in an operating room, there's nothing that could have been done to save him. Wow. Yeah. That, oh, that type of injury. So... Murdoch was transported from the scene by van to Jefferson Air well, as Jefferson Airplane took the helicopter and they left. And then the other helicopter was strictly reserved for the Rolling Stones, so they wouldn't take him there. Yeah, <laughs> so they drove him by van. And then. Well, he's dead. He was brought to the coroner's office by deputies and an autopsy was performed. He never went to the hospital. Well, I think you, you can. You can. Uh, I don't know how. I don't, I don't know the rules for being dead, but when you're dead, you're dead. Right. And if you got a 45-minute van ride. <laughs> God. I mean, and they can pronounce <sighs> him dead at, at some point. I think doctors can do that, can't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah. maybe you don't have to go to the hospital. But the corner. Yeah, apparently he had a, uh, the Hells Angel had like a typical big old like Bowie knife type of thing. So this kid had this slice right near his spine. <sighs> And then, uh, like, a four-inch gash in his temple, and then, like, another one. Like, the first initial they shot beat, wasn't and, that bad. And they beat him up, and then they stood on his head. <laughs> Dude. I mean, the, the standing on your uh, head part by a big fat guy could maybe at least suffocate you. You're in the mud, whatever. Yeah, man. So. Yeah. Those All guys right. are dicks. And, uh, yeah. 
Anyway, well, he had. He, I'm not. I think the did, Hell's Angels got on a pulled bit. the 22. He had a gun. He did have a gun. But once you subdue that dude, but with he the pulled gun, the gun out because I got stabbed in the back while I was running away from the guy who was punching me in the face. It's a bad. It's it's a bad scene. Bad scene. So Jagger's still on stage. Quote: Why are we fighting? Everyone just cool down. I think I've seen that clip. Why are we fighting? We'll get there. Keith Richards. Either those cats cool it, or we don't play. And a Hell's Angel grabs a mic. Fuck you. <laughs> the Hell's Angels were in control of the stage. I mean, that was... Well, it they sounds were, like they, they were there was nobody out, and nobody would stand up to them. No. There's a couple of guys who started talking after Marty Balin went down early, like, you know, guys, if we all just band together, there's more of us than them, we can take them. Everyone's like, eh, I'm good. It's a bunch of kind of young hippies where these Hell's Angels are probably like war-hardened veterans. Right. Uh, the Stones start playing again. They're like, oh, God, okay. Well, so they that, wanted to make sure they got their concert off. Right. A body flies across the stage. Hmm? A Jagger says, we're splitting, man. We're splitting if cats don't stop. And so the onstage crowd surrounds Jagger. Like, oh, you ain't you ain't stopping. You're going to keep playing. Dance uh, monkey. Exactly. Again, these guys are on the stage with the band. This isn't like the band is 14 feet up and there's the barrier with all the dudes in the black T-shirts like pulling kids who are crowd surfing out. No, man. You crowd surf on stage. You're now next to the drummer and the bass player. Like, you're there. You made it. Needless to say, I feel like this concert was probably a learning Experience? experience for the entire industry on how not to do shit. We'll get there. Okay. Several Hell's Angels park their bikes right in front of stage, and they start gunning their engines. <laughs> Crowd's like, music, music. And the other people are like, get off the fucking stage. And then Mick Jagger's like, please just relax. <laughs> Sit down. You know. Motorcycle guys that just, like. Gonna. Grind their gear. Yeah. I'm trying to play my songs, man. You're in the, your driveway, buddy. You're just sitting in your driveway. You're not even stopped at a red light. Like so, the everybody's road... very impressed with your big, huge, phallic motorcycle. <laughs> You're clearly manly. Clearly, I see you. That's the way I feel anytime I see a giant truck that's pristinely clean and like there's no dirt anywhere on it. I'm like, come on, man. That's like a luxury truck. You don't need that. A luxury what you, truck. What are you doing? Crew hey, with the kids in it? Come I, on. I saw, the, I saw my, I think it was my old truck driving down the road. The, the oh, green one. the green one, yeah. I think I even followed the guy for a half minute. It looked old and rusty, but it was oh, the, my, my it was definitely the exact same make and model and year and color when, as my truck. When we lived in college again, I know we tell these stories. And I, I, almost, I almost went to the guy's house. I almost followed him away. <laughs> ben had this huge green truck, like the crew cab so there's four doors and the extended bed it seemed like it was that huge it was a monster he would go off on these trips like australia or california or whatever and he's like i'll oh, drive it go ahead so i'd take it to go get whatever and it's like jesus this thing's a monster oh my wife hated that truck so, i dude and i traded in for a minivan talk about a land barge mm. that's huge yeah well, you're a dad you got a cool rock and roll mi- minivan <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even cool anymore so. Rolling Stones, uh, after people are flying across stage and fighting and boxing in Mick and stuff, they play eight more songs. They they wanted this. They, I, well, they were afraid if they stopped playing, it would be a riot with, as opposed to like 200 people, 300,000 people yeah. would riot and stuff. And but so, now the Stones were kind of the driving force behind this whole concert. Yeah. 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 From the beginning. This is the first time ever, though, they performed Brown Sugar in public. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, well. And worth it. Worth it. No, not worth it. Not the loss of life. I take that back. That was hyperbole. Hyperbole? No offense. They end with Street Fighting Man. 
that this shouldn't end with that <laughs> stop one. That was the show. Thanks for coming, Ultima, and everybody. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Well, you could actually, because there, you know, you weren't getting out. There's 300,000 people, random cars parked everywhere, pissing shit in like ravines and stuff. Just the Hell's Angels. Aaron, Ellen Pacero, the guy who stabbed uh, Murdoch, he's tried and acquitted uh, on the grounds of self-defense, and so because Murdoch mm-hmm. had a gun. Murdoch's mother would later sue the band. Not the band, but the Rolling Stones. The band wasn't even there. They would, she would sue the Rolling Stones, the organizers, and the Hell's Angels. And she had something like a couple, like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, sort of on this lawsuit. And she never heard from the Rolling Stones. They're like, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> That's and a then, great way to get out of a lawsuit. Just ignore it. Never heard of it. And then she settled for ten thousand dollars. From who? Uh, the organizers, probably. Oh well, that, that plus that three hundred dollars they had to spend on beer. The guy who paid for them. the beer. <laughs> this like, thing only cost like ten thousand three hundred dollars. There were three other deaths. Uh, we had two concert goers who died in their sleeping bags because they were being run over as people left the concert. Ew, ew. That sounds so bad, dude. You're just like, what was that? Like, I don't Keep know. Going, Keep man. going, man. <laughs> What's that dragon under I, my? Is that a sleeping bag dragon? My... I laugh as a defense mechanism because it's so horrible, dude. Like you just went to. It, like, if you're in the back, like, if you were, like, number 250,000 or something, just and you just heard the jam, and you're just back there jamming, then you're just like, all right, that was a good concert. You go slay down your sleeping maybe, bag. Maybe you met a chick. Right. And just, you know. And you're oh God. just trying to sleep one off. So, yeah. And then your head gets run over. Well, it's not even the worst one. The worst one is this one guy passed out, and he drowned in one of those shit-piss irrigation ditches. Oh, I'm going to puke. It's in my mouth. <laughs> Here's a good spot to lie down. Oh, he rolls down the hill. Oh, he was turd burgling. Oh God, is that what that's? Does that literally what? It's I called? don't know. I don't, I'll use that. I don't know what that word means, but I use it a lot. That's hashtag turd burgle in this episode. Or turd, oh, don't turd be burgling. a turd burglar. Oh, not not if that's what happens. Oh my gosh. Always have proper amount of porta guys. in a ravine of piss, shit, and vomit. Shit and vomit. Yep. He at least knew what was going on as I was going on. The guy that got run over probably was, didn't well, know. No, he could have had some bad acid or some mescaline iced tea or whatever they had, wine, mescaline wine or something. I mean, he could have been out of his nut, dude, and just, Ugh, you know. Ick. Bad place to land, y'all. That's why the recovery position is what you're supposed to do. If you guys, I mean, you guys know this. Young kids know this stuff, like the teens and whatnot. You put people on their side so they can't suffocate or choke on their own tongue and stuff. Oh, yeah. What's that called, uh? Where you choke on your vomit? Aspiration or something like that? Local musician, Denise Jukis. She's from the band Ace of Cups. Doesn't matter. They're from San Francisco. She suffered a skull fracture when she got hit with an empty beer bottle during a fight between a crowd and the Hells Angels. She was six months pregnant at the time. Yeah. 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 I remember hearing a little bit about this concert when we talked about it a while ago. It was just a melee. It was a stupid craziness. 2008 FBI, not the female body inspectors, but the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they assert the Hells Angels were conspiring to murder Mick Jagger due to the Stones' lack of support of the Hells Angels after Altamont. Oh, so they they were they were like going to murder Mick Jagger after this concert? Yep, because they thought they got a negative portrayal and the Stones didn't help them. Because, as you were alluding to, all of this is on film. Everything. There's a documentary called Gimme Shelter. 
And it's a 1970s British documentary, and it chronicles the last weeks of the Rolling Stones' 1969 U.S. tour. So much for the summer of love. Yep. So they have it all on video. You can see where Murdoch like, gets stabbed the first time. You can see where he goes for his gun and holds it up. You can see where... He gets the knife to the back. You can see Mick Jagger going, what's going on? When was that documentary made? Uh, It... It's from the 70s. It came okay. out in the 70s. You so, look at it. It's on YouTube. It's uh, yeah, on, I might want to check that out. Fun fact, credited cameraman, uh, his camera jammed after a few minutes, so they didn't use any of his footage, so he just kind of sat around and watched. Young George Lucas. No shit. Yep. That was one of his wow. things. He was working the cameras, and he had this, like, he got, like, 90 meters of film or whatever, 90 feet of reel, and it, like, and it broke, and he's like, oh. I'm just going to sit here and watch. No shit. So, yep. Imagine huh. that. Now, yeah. see, that could have went way worse, and he could have got killed by a Hell's Angel. We wouldn't have Star Wars. Oh. And you would never have your coveted Han Solo movie. I do like Han Solo. Oh, that's so, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate? Why do you hate so much? Brian's, he's wearing a Jar Jar Binks t-shirt right now. It says, make Naboo great again on it. <laughs> Jar Jar is my true princess. <laughs> All right, we got a quote from Mick Jagger about Ultimont. Uh, quote, I thought the scene in uh, San Francisco was supposed to be groovy. It was terrible. If Jesus had been there, he'd have been crucified. <laughs> okay, thanks, Way Mick. to throw, like, everybody under the bus, Mick. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Jesus. That's a, that, that is a, that's a crazy story, though. I mean, <sighs> they were trying to do what could, I don't. Still to this day, can never be done again. The Woodstock. You can't replicate Woodstock, man. That was that you was can't. pretty much peace, love, and happiness. Yep. There were some bad things that happened, but oh, nothing. Oh, God. I forgot. This was literally the day the music died. There's a line in that song. I know a lot of people, it's about the big bopper and a plane crash, and we'll get there. But uh, there's a line about the Hells Angels beating people down and stuff. And so Don Henley or whatever uh, was talking about writing. There's a couple of songs that actually talk about Altamont Concert, and they have a couple of lines to how that really killed the summer of love and the day the music died and, and it ushered like, in the 70s into the 70s baby you know that hard rock with the big hair and the screaming guitars yeah well so i i think everybody should probably go to go to the youtubes and check this out check it out give me yeah. shelter it's called give me shelter g-i-m-m-i-e give me shelter it's a documentary about the whole thing uh, not just about altamont but their whole tour but most of it's about altamont <laughs> and you can see everything going on on stage and you get an idea you just see hippies sitting around there's a couple there's a good piece in the new yorker that has great photos of what this scene was like like a desert empty and then boom just like hundreds of thousands of people and like Again. Chaos. Just chaos. No structure. Just a stage and a light they, bar. They definitely had to learn some lessons from this one. Because there there's been a lot of festivals and concerts since. Oh, yeah. And they're actually starting today to become crazy organized. Yeah. Through through the through the internet, through social media. Oh, yeah. Technical advancement. I oh. mean, you go look at that, that, that Burning Man thing. Oh, yeah. And that's been going on for quite a few years. Sure, sure. They now have it to where when that starts, that city starts to become built, they have infrastructure for roads and walkways. If you look at it from an airplane, from a heli- like from space, it is a very organized sort of camping situation. Oh, and then, wow. Boom, gone, desert again. They, and it's very pretty, pe- pretty peaceful. I mean, drugs and alcohol and craziness, but it's not like people are getting beat up by the Hell's Angels. 
<laughs> they don't. They don't have local motorcycle clubs. No, but they got bathrooms. Security. They have water. They have food. They oh. have all the proper stuff when it comes to people getting hurt or getting sick. They have infirmaries and all that stuff. That's cool. I mean, it's rather organized. Yeah, rather organized. This was a festival made up in two days. Two days. Hey, what do we need? I don't know. Oh, we're not doing it there anymore, guys. We're over here. Like, oh, okay. Pull the Rolling Stones in on a helicopter. We'll have them play. Yeah, they don't care. They're like, Should where are we going? Good. Where's the stage at tonight, y'all? So all Mick Jagger wanted to do is spend zero money, get it filmed, and play a few songs on stage, and then helicopter his ass out of there. Yep. They asked, uh, what's his name, Keith Richards? Yeah. Ask him later on how it went, and I don't remember the quote, but he was like, it was good. I mean, some people got a little out of pocket, but it was good. Some people got killed. You know. Well, all right. And there's another quote about four births and four deaths, but that's not true. I can only confirm one birth. So... Yeah, that's a that's a crazy that's a crazy. Looking You're not going to see it, that today, not in this country. I just can't imagine three hundred thousand people listening to me and my band play. That would blow my mind. I've never been anywhere where there was three hundred thousand people together for the same thing. I mean, what's the biggest uh-uh. event you've ever been to? Oh gosh. Um. Well, okay. Now, see, in Ann Arbor, <clears> we go to Michigan Games. I got some ins there, so I've sat like third yard line. Uh, so whatever. you got a you got one hundred and twenty thousand people. That's right. as much as I've three times that much, and not in a giant bowl. I mean, the big house is is designed for that. You know, this was a field. Yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. an, an unorganized scrub brush field. They weren't ready for that. Three hundred thousand people, and it doesn't sound like they they had a start time and an end time to it. Just let's go. Send out the Burrito Brothers again. That seemed to calm them down. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I'm glad we did this one. That was fun. That's a little different. different. Yeah, I like like the events as opposed to. I don't. I I like the idea of not sticking to just a person. person. Yeah, because this brought a lot of very interesting people into the. We got to talk about Stones, Jefferson Starship Airplane Enterprise. Yes, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Nash, and and Young. Young. And the Burrito Brothers? And the Flying Burrito Brothers. Yeah, that was, a lot that of good cool. music, too, guys. If you hear any of these names and they sound interesting, go check them out. They do all have good YouTube presence and like their greatest hits and stuff are out there. And it's good summer of love. You can sort of get an idea what the genre was like back then. Yeah. I, I what were, There's some of the good, the Rolling Stones kind of music. But right before that, I liked a lot. So I'm wondering, I want to see what their set list was. Ben's a hippie. I'm not a hippie. I grew up with that stuff. Ben's a hippie. Yeah, I'm a hippie. My parents, my mom just listened to oldies music, like 50s stuff, Happy Days type era. I, I know oh, a lot about that. Know, and yeah. She was always putting the oldies station Sunday, on. Sunday, Happy Days. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, would you like to know what we got? We got some feedback. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I hate that noise. It makes my hair stand up. We got some feedback, though. We got a I speak do like pipe. the speak pipe. We got a speak pipe from a guy named Jason, and here's his speak pipe. Hello from Chicago. <laughs> what the hell? Is- wow. <laughs> That's some talent right there, buddy. That's our best one yet. Jason from Chicago. Thank you, Jason from Chi-Town. From Chicago. Apparently, he plays a clarinet. I don't think we'll be seeing him at Buddy Guys anytime soon. That's not the (laughs) exact right kind of music. I don't think that's quite the thing for him. Maybe we'll see him at Kingston Mines. Maybe. 
I'm glad you know these places. Oh, I like going to Chicago. I know about uh, John Barleycorns. Uh, it's time for us to pack up and get out of here. If you'd like to leave a cool musical thingy like Jason did, just hit us up on uh, Gmail. It's crimeandmusic at gmail.com. If you have anything else you want to say, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. Jason's my new best friend. Jason is my true princess. Enough of that. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we'll be back again next, well, not next Wednesday. We did this last time, the Wednesday after next Wednesday. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. I don't believe that. 